Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. They can hear the smiles, babe. Did you I know that? I hope so. Did you know that? They can hear, it's the way the sound moves through the teeth and past the tips of the tongue and the lips, and they can hear the <laughs> smiles and how just fucking happy we are. <laughs> Today, it's Tuesday, June the 4th, 5th. June the one, some of the number, and we're just, it's a good day, a soft rain, pitter-patter outside of soft rain drops on the ground, and uh, there's deer, we saw some deer, and they were chip-chomping on the grass outside, and just, it's all, it's all coming together, isn't it? Yeah. It's all, we're all starting to figure it out, it feels like. Getting the swing of things, maybe, a little bit, into the groove. And, and the groove of summer is... Life, man. The oh. vibes, the uh, wavelengths that we are all sort of putting out there and then like seeing if it lines up with somebody else's. Are you a crystal guy now? Uh, meth. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I took that like literally right before and you actually watched me do it and you cheered. You were like, hoo, 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 because you thought I'd give me crazy podcast energy. And you weren't wrong. And I'm Do I cheer like a chimpanzee? No, it's more like a sports Tim Allen from the home improvement. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, wow, I feel like every time we reference home improvement in our show, it feels like didn't we just do that? But then I remember it's it's every episode. It's, it's yeah. musically it's speaking, contractually what we do. How are you doing? How's your soul? How's your spirit? I mean, pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah. Got over the. Hey, sorry for missing last week's uh, oh. episode, but let's just say. All of us were barfing and pooping nonstop, and it was so bad, you guys. Oh, my God. It sucked so bad. It was really bad. It, it was. It, it impacted all of us differently, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it left its own sort of mark on all of us. <laughs> um, we all got something different out of the encounter that we had uh, with this stomach flu. What was interesting about it was that it it really ping-ponged in the way that like as soon as henry was better griffin was sick and as soon as griffin was better i was sick it went in order of constitutional fortitude and henry <laughs> is only worse than me by a very slight margin yeah. in that regard uh yeah so we're very sorry i hate missing episodes but last week was just a complete disaster i almost said shit show but that would have been too evocative <laughs> um but uh, you start this week do you have any small wonders though i mean you know i do yeah yeah, you do? Game four. Game four of the uh, Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. good game. If you don't follow sports, Rachel is a big St. Louis Blues fan. It's their first time in the Stanley Cup uh, finals since, like, what, the 70s? 1970, I think. Yeah, and they've won their first, they've never won a Stanley Cup finals game. They've only gotten shut out every time they've made it. So, like, yeah. it's a very, it's 2-2 now with the Bruins. It's very exciting. Sports are good. Every Sports are good again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been really fun. It was a very good game. They played very well i always feel like when the blues win against the bruins and the bruins are arguably in a lot of ways a better team yeah but when the blues win you can just see them out there working so hard just grinding it out yeah yeah, they're they're scrappy they're scrappy it's fun watch them games Mm -hmm. it's fun uh i wanted to say i bought some fancy i bought some formal wear today it's the first time i bought formal wear yeah well i think i bought a suit from josephe banks um like when i first moved to austin and all of our friends started getting married and then i got a lot of uh wear out of that suit but it was basically like i was wearing just a big paper bag Griffin did the wise thing today where he actually talked to a store employee and i feel like it's game changing for you because i think you have a tendency to settle when yeah. it comes to fashion and i feel like this store attendant was like no, no I said, you don't have to i said look it's been almost a decade since i've like bought a suit <laughs> so like i don't know what i wear i don't know what my body shape is i don't know what my body size is but i have 45 minutes so and i, and I have a date on thursday so can you can you get me there? Can you get me across the finish line? And she did. She was very, very helpful. Very, very nice. It was a, a very nice experience. I like the way I look, which is the first time I've seen that in like a formal <laughs> wear uh, context. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. Also got a new keyboard. Got another wireless keyboard. This one's for the PC. It's got blue switches. Ooh, it clicks so right. It clicks so deep and hard. Wait, why did you get another keyboard? This one's wireless for the PC. I got it running into the, uh, the television now. So it's distant. It's across the room. Can't have a wired one. Okay. <laughs> I know. I mean, you asked about my, my AV setup. <laughs> I know. And I gave you some answers. And then I had no preparation to continue the conversation. That is true. Uh, I felt like there's something else I can't remember. Do you want to go ahead and tell me what your first thing is? Ooh, yes. Lip balm. Lip balm. Yes. Lip balm? Yes. Not lip gloss. 
No, I feel like this is like a frosting versus icing thing. To me, gloss implies that it's just a cosmetic, shiny yeah. purpose. Yeah, although it can, it can be both, right? Like, Lip Smackers has some element. Although Smackers is a bomb, isn't it? <laughs> shit, I don't know shit about anything, do I? I think of gloss as the kind that comes out on a wand. I think, yeah, I think the wand is what sets it apart. Mm -hmm. But it took me a long time to figure out that there was a difference between these two things. It took me a long time to figure out people were not putting on prescription gloss. <laughs> um, I, like many people, have been dependent on lip balm for a very long time now. Uh, my lips tend towards chap. Uh, and I don't know if one is related to the other. Uh, but, um, I have been experimenting to find the perfect combination of balm, uh, for decades. Yeah. She's, literal decades. She's, she's got her own witch's <laughs> brew of balms in a cauldron in her bedside table. She'll mix some, you know, some traditional chapstick in there. She'll throw down some lip smackers. She'll put in the like soda flavored ones that are never what you want them to taste like. Oh man. Yeah. Should they even have a Let's have this conversation first. Okay, Should they right. have a taste? Should it have a taste? Should the lip balm have a taste? I mean, most beauty products have a scent. Yes. And usually with scent, they pair taste just to kind of... Get you there, yeah. Yeah. But it's a lip-based experience, so you're going to be tasting it all the time, right? So when I would get like cherry chapstick and I would put that on... Mm -hmm. But what about when you smooch? I mean, I didn't get any complaints. <laughs> Mm. But then think about my, I'm always kissing myself. If you think about it, we're so all, jealous. we're all always in the process of kissing ourselves. And so I don't know that I always want to, you know what I mean? I eat a big hamburger from Hardee's or whatever. Yeah. I don't want it to also taste like cherries is what I'm saying, I guess. End of the oh, day. Yeah. You don't want it to interfere with your actual eating experience. Yes. Okay. You know, I, I take it that. seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what stopped me from getting a lot of the novelty flavors that you can get. Yeah. Um, like grass and earwax. I'm thinking of the Harry Potter jelly beans. It is funny that you mentioned earwax. Oh, no. Because when I was doing some research. Oh, stop. Just stop now. <laughs> we just, we literally just ate. Okay. No, I go ahead because the people want to know. Uh, just that in, in the olden days, it was identified as a... A solution. A sealant. Yeah. Because here's the thing about uh, about lip balm. So the purpose of lip balm is to provide a occlusive layer on the lip surface. Right. To seal moisture in lips and protect them from external exposure. You flavor lock that shit. So that's why it's always like a waxy consistency because it's like trying to protect your lips from moisture. Like if you're the kind of person that licks their lips all the time mm. or if you're like drinking a beverage, it like keeps the moisture from getting in and drying you out. Okay. Um, so an example of an occlusive material is petroleum jelly, which is, you know, Vaseline. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so here's the thing. So a lot of people talk about how is lip balm actually bad for your lips? Whoa. Because people, there are certain brands out there that people use and they just have to start using constantly because it feels like their lips are dried out <sighs> immediately. Okay. So I found an article that they say ingredients like uh, phenol, menthol, and salicylic acid are all um, ingredients that cause the body to stop generating natural moisture around the lips. Huh. So basically, they just, they just dry you out. And so you just end up continuing to apply and apply and apply, and it just is a cycle. So what's the good shit? Is, like, is Tom's making lip balm, just natural sort of powder-based balm? So I have been using this balm for a while. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you about to drop one of Rachel's balm recommendations? <laughs> you want to play the music cue? Well, no, we got to save, <laughs> save this for the premium subscription episode. We can't just like give away Rachel's balm recommendations on the free stream. We got to put it on the paid stream. At what point do I say it's the balm? Do I say that at the beginning or the end? You I have to say remember. it's the balm.com. <laughs> it's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's for sure the turn of phrase. But again, the, the paid. Okay, let's hear it. What are you working with? Okay, so a lot of, you know, different chapsticks will have like beeswax, you know, or aloe or vitamin E or whatever. That's all I, good, right? That's all fine. You can yeah, have that, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Burt's Bees is like the most popular and a lot of people love it. I found something called Dr. Lip and it's a little squeeze tube. You can buy it at Anthropology. It's made from lanolin. Like a sheep's wool? 
maybe <laughs> it is sheep related. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure what part of the sheep it comes from. I've always associated lanolin with sheeps, but I said wool. I don't know. It could just be like ground, <laughs> ground up sheep bones for all I know. <laughs> Um, but things like petroleum jelly start to make me a little nervous because like petroleum, I feel like, yeah, I don't know, that can't be environmentally sustainable. Yeah. Uh, but I like the idea of lanolin and it's been working well for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm no complaints here. Very, very it. soft, very smooth, very kissable. No, oh, thank you. Real nice. Whistles, not great, but that's not um, the bomb's fault. The first person, by the way, to make a chapstick was uh, Charles Brown Fleet. Uh, and this was in the early 1900s. He also invented a variety of laxatives. Okay. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he had some fun with that. He was a pharmacist and did laxatives, douches, enemas, and chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just like a lot of like downstairs stuff and then just a little... Yeah. A little kiss on your way out. <laughs> so he wanted, I think, originally to come up with a very, very portable way to get laxatives just like in your pocket whenever you needed them <laughs> or whenever you did need to do like a prank to a milkshake of a school bully, you know, <laughs> and he came up with a laxative stick and that was very cool. But then I think, how do you apply the laxative stick? I wonder, um, you eat it, you eat it. <laughs> okay. You yeet it into <laughs> the open mouth of the school bully. <laughs> Yeet is such a good word. Can I tell you about my first thing? Yes. My first thing is a video game called Beat Saber that I have been playing nonstop this week. And it's why my arms are so buff and strong. It's why I have all this tone and definition. It's why I'm a hulking good body over here is because I've been playing this virtual reality game called Beat Saber. It's almost E3. I'm going to talk about video games. So strap in. Uh, you, you still haven't played it, right? I showed you some I of the VR not. stuff. Okay. You would love it. You would adore it. I think you would have a very good time with it. I feel I like I, so too. I sent you a video of it today to give you like a background. And I, I sent you like some really high level expert like K-pop shit. Yeah, it was like this weird dance central uh, rock band hybrid almost. So yeah, uh, Beat, Beat Saber is a rhythm game and it is very much in the vein of uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band in that there is it like a track and then there are these, uh, you know, things that come at you that correspond to the, you know, notes in the song or the beat of the song uh, that you have to hit in time with the rhythm in order to, you know, get points. Uh, only in Beat Saber, they are boxes that are flying directly at you and you are standing on the track because it's virtual reality and you have to use two swords to cut everything. Uh, each of your hands, you have a sword, hence the name Beat Saber. Uh, they're basically lightsabers. In your right hand, you have a blue lightsaber. In your left hand, you have a red one. And then the boxes that come at you are either blue or red. And uh, they also have arrows on them, right? So if Can there's I a, ask you yeah, a please. preference question? Yes. Do you keep your hand in karate chop? movement or do you put it in a fist or how what do you what what position are your hands in during this uh i have found that i need to grip these controllers pretty tight i'm wearing the wrist straps because i'm a responsible young man who yeah. <laughs> uh, did throw a wiimote like at a tv screen full force <laughs> while playing wii tennis after like like three days after the wii came out so now i always wear my wrist straps oh, okay um so i grip them pretty tight because some of the songs do require uh pretty flaily maneuvers that i just really gotta hold on on tight mm -hmm. or else i'm gonna go flying off um so yeah instead of like holding down a button and strumming a fake guitar you are in virtual reality and a blue box with an arrow pointing to the right is coming at you and you have to use your right hand to slice it from the left to the right uh but then you know you have hundreds of those coming at you in rhythm to a song and that is what beat saber is there are also the other sort of main gameplay element is these like red walls will come flying at you and you literally have to move around them like you have to actually get your head oh. around so there's like a box basically that you're standing in that you also have to sort of uh you know weave left and right to the music sometimes or crouch and weave left and right which makes you feel like you're like a like a backup dancer in like <laughs> a backstreet boys video um it is so fucking fun. It is so, so fun. And it's a game that I feel like I heard the most about 
uh, when people talk about VR recently, um, specifically because one, it's really fun. And I think it's a really good way to like show people what is cool about VR gaming because it's like, hey, here's a genre that you're probably familiar with. And here's how VR makes it like actually a completely different kind of experience. But also because it's benefits as a tool for uh, fitness have actually been like getting a lot of coverage in uh, games press and like health press uh, magazines, which is something that I've been experiencing firsthand because I've been really wearing myself out this week. Um, There's different difficulty settings. And so like depending on what you play on, you could have a more sort of like light, breezy dancing experience. And it does kind of turn into dancing at some point. Like you have to cut these boxes in like such a flowing motion that you are kind of dancing a little bit. So are you able to like use any music you want so the game comes with a set number of songs and then like uh, it's been out for a while it's been out on pc i've been playing it on quest which is the standalone oculus like vr headset that i still am like head over heels in love with um but on the pc they have released all these mods where you can play custom songs that other people have made and then there's like a piece of software where you can program your own songs so it doesn't like automatically generate. You can't just like drop an MP3 in there and it'll make a track. People have to make the tracks. Uh, but now those mods exist on Quest. So I downloaded like 50 songs like, oh God, I mean, uh, I Want You Back by Jackson 5. I got some, uh, I got some, 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 a little bit of Skrillex, a touch of Skrillex in there. There's like, <laughs> there's like seven different Mika songs that are all so, so, so fun to play. You um, mentioned earlier that you were uh, dancing to uh, Toxic by Britney Spears. Toxic by Britney Spears. And that's what, like, I've been trying to get better at the game. I've been trying to play the harder difficulty settings. So I started doing uh, Toxic, like, on hard difficulty, which is only <laughs> the medium difficulty. And it was like kicking my ass, but I was like, no, I'm going to. <laughs> fucking beat toxic by britney spears and it took me like 20 minutes to actually finally finish the song and by the time i did i was just this sweaty mess uh <laughs> but you get so much exercise and it feels like i have never been able to stick necessarily well to like a, a good like you know any kind of fitness even if it's like exercising once a week like i've never been especially yeah. good at sticking with it because if i get bored or if i feel like it's work at any point yeah uh, i do not necessarily have the diligence to stick with it uh beat saber is just really fucking fun and so like i i look forward to doing it because i also want to you know beat my high score i want to uh you know i want to see if i can move up to the next sort of difficulty ranking Uh, and there's like online leaderboards you can test yourself against um so uh i i measure i have an apple watch and so it like kicked on while i was playing it once and it was like hey it looks like you're exercising do you want me to track it and i was like oh yeah sure i played for a half hour and burned 390 calories oh which gosh. is r- like a lot yeah. uh and then there's this uh this this organization called the virtual reality institute of health and exercise uh that actually like goes through every vr game that gets released and like sort of comes up with like numerical reports on their potential as like a uh, a a fitness thing and so it studied Beat Saber uh, and it found that at an amateur level playing sort of like medium level difficulty. So not like the maximum amount of exertion of people playing on like the highest, wildest difficulties here. Uh, it is equivalent workout to playing singles tennis, jogging at five miles an hour, cycling on a flat surface or swimming for like an equivalent period of time. Wow, that's good. So it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like a good. But then if you bump it up to expert, I'm sure it's it's. I, I sent you a video of somebody yeah. playing the like most difficult difficulty setting, uh, playing. I think he was it was like that a martial arts expert. It yeah, was incredible. <laughs> and you can he actually was like wearing a fitness band, so you could like watch his like heart rate like yeah. skyrocket and like do all this cardio. Like I am not, I, I you know. I am not like fitness obsessed or anything like that, but I recognize that like I live a like pretty sedentary lifestyle. I've always wanted to feel like I always do feel better when I, you know, move around a little bit and Beat Saber, I just think is such a fun way to do it. And it's definitely the most excited I've been about a rhythm game since Dance Central, which in its own right was also like a pretty, pretty intense workout when we were playing that a lot. Uh, back when we first had the, what was it? Like the connect on 360, we'd have friends come over and dance. Um, yeah, I think it's great. And on the quest too, like there's no wires or anything. It's fully portable. So like I could see bringing that to like a party and having people check it out and, you know, screencasting it up to the TV so we can see what they see. Like, I think it's potential as a like fun social experience is also like pretty, pretty rich as well. Are there plans to make the quest more accessible to people? What do you mean? Like, can anybody get one of these things? Yeah, they're on Amazon. 
Oh. Yeah, anybody can get one. I it's, thought like you had to do some super secret thing. To I had to mow it. Mark Zuckerberg's lawn. <laughs> I, had to go mow, I had to go to Mark Zuckerberg's house and I had to mow his big, big lawn. It's a big lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he comes out and then you have to pay him $400 to get the quest. Like he doesn't even like reimburse you for the hard work of mowing oh, his lawn wow. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, B-Saber. Believe the hype, man. You, he doesn't give you Zuck bucks? He, he gives me Zuck. He gives me Zuck bucks. <laughs> He gives me Zuck bucks, yeah. <laughs> and you can turn those in for a pizza. He'll make you a pizza in the house. Um, and it's like a tombstone pizza. It's not even like a, he doesn't like have a, you know, fancy brick oven. Oh, no, he just, no, he just a frozen pizza. Yeah, he microwaves you up a tombstone. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs> I hope they break up. I hope the antitrust breaks up Facebook just for that. And I'll be standing <laughs> on its on Facebook's bloated corpse laughing like a Mr. Robot would do. <laughs> can I steal you away? Yes. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, There's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain can i read some personal messages uh-huh This message is for Lorelai. It is from Sam. Lorelai, when Barry Blue Jean said, a love that defined and redeemed you, I felt that down in my soul when I met you. Thank you for being my best babaroo, the loop to my Barry, and a great cat stepmom to your two new fur babies. Adventuring with you has been nothing short of wonderful. I love you so much and happy two years. I mean, Barry didn't say I said that. (laughs) <laughs> I said that. I mean, you chalk it up to Griffin. You remember that that's totally dope romantic shit Griffin said in the podcast? I mean, was, you know? Do you feel that when you see people cosplaying? Do you walk over and you're like, I made that. <laughs> that's me. That's Cosplay me. is co- dresses me. I made that one too. Don't be like, they're <laughs> fake. I made them from my brain. That's me. <laughs> dresses me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have one here for Emma, and it's from Kaylee, who says, Hi, Emma. Hopefully, I've gotten you to start listening to Wonderful by the time this message airs. I mean, they can listen to this episode whenever they want to. It'll be on the internet forever, probably. Thank you for being such a good friend the last seven years and going to Lizzo with me back in April and for supporting me when I had that nip slip at DMB. 
wait, wait, is that David Buster's? I think it's David Buster's. <laughs> uh, and then there's a frowny face emoticon. Good luck. I'm not laughing at you, uh, by the way. Like, I'm laughing. I think I'm laughing with you, right? You well, included this in your Jumbotron. The yeah. abbreviation I kind of love. Good luck on your move back to South Carolina. And I can't wait to visit. Love you bunches. That kicks ass. Thank you for sharing that with us. Good wow. message, Kaylee. That's a great, great, great <laughs> message. Welcome. Thank you. No Thank These you. are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Hey, what's your second thing? My second thing I think is going to be a real hoot. Okay. It's songs that come with their own dances. All right. <laughs> okay. This uh, this makes a lot of sense now why you asked me a very, very, very specific uh-huh. question earlier today. I like, so sometimes Griffin and I, because we want to be able to have a productive conversation, we'll send each other little teases. If we think the other person doesn't know what we are talking yeah. about. What was, what was weird about this one is Rachel said, hey, do you remember this song? And I was like, I listened to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. And you said, oh, because I don't. And I was like, why the fuck did you send me this link? Well, I thought it would be more interesting if one of us remembered it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, first of all, if you have heard this song, you would remember it because it's just the same three words over and over and over again for like it's for two and a half minutes. Griffin. You're right. All right. So let me let me take you on a journey. Yeah, please. So what I'm talking about are um, songs that a lot of them you see at weddings, you know, like Electric Slide. Yes. And uh, YMCA, for example. Right. Most of the ones that interest me, because of course there was also the twist uh, in 1960, uh, but... We should clearly define, because I feel like there are some examples of bands where it's not necessarily just like a one-hit wonder. Like I'm thinking of like Apache by um, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. I feel like that's its own dance, but I don't think of that in this category. I just think of that being a song that has a dance associated with it. I did kind of do a screening, and what I realized is that when MTV became big and music videos became big, then just the number of these skyrocketed. Okay. Because it was just people sitting at home watching it and then like taking it out to the club. You yeah, know? the Macarena, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have a whole list here. But I wanted to tell a little story about the electric slide. Okay. So uh, the electric slide was uh, created by Richard Silver. So back in 1976, Neville Livingston wrote a catchy song called Electric Boogie for his buddy, singer Maria Griffiths. Then choreographer Silver created the Electric Slide, a 22-step dance to the song that incorporated grapevines and a series of forward and backward steps. But people began forgetting the final four steps, which are repeated steps, changing it to an 18-step performance. And so apparently this Silver fellow became outraged by it (laughs) and started contacting people that had posted videos of themselves and others doing the Electric Slide. And demanding that they are taken down. Until they until they remember the four forbidden steps. Were the yeah. four steps like four consecutive backflips? I can't figure it out. So I watched the original music video yeah. for this this Marsha, sorry, I may have said Maria earlier, Marsha Griffith's song. And I can't tell the difference, but it's very possible. There are four very, very discreet. <laughs> it's like hand gestures, like down at your side, but they're so important. To Apparently start. he reached out to the websites and, went and threatened them with lawsuits if they didn't take it down. So cool. So good. Uh, and he very specifically made 22 steps because he was born on January 22nd. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so cool and good. Uh. So, yeah, so that's kind of maybe the most notable example, but I have some other examples I would like to share. Yes, please. The Roger Rabbit Dance. Oh, God, I don't remember that one. Are you familiar with it? Uh, The name is familiar, but I don't remember the song or the dance. 
There's some like kicking and arm pumping. And okay, yes, 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 yes. Uh, the rap group Gucci Crew 2 created the dance and introduced it in their 1987 song of the same name. They were also responsible uh, for the Cabbage Patch. It seems like then they had sort of a mm-hmm. niche that they were very good at filling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of hit the heart of the 90s. And mm-hmm. this is where it really, really takes off. Okay. Uh, so we have Tootsie Roll. Oh, yeah. 1994. That was the band, the 69 Damn. Boys. The 69 Boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I should have known. The Macarena, as you mentioned, yes. was 1994. Wow. We used to do that in our elementary school gym class as like warm up for exercise or sports. Did you know that, that song is about a promiscuous woman? No, but I feel like most songs that I don't realize, <laughs> that most songs I really like and then I don't realize that they're about promiscuous women are all about promiscuous yeah, women. Yeah, it's just, it's about a woman having affairs with multiple men. Well, so mama, number five, mama number five is about a man who has a lot of affairs with women. So I think but it's- All these like children, like zombies in a high school gym are yeah. doing this dance and- well. Listen, I think Lou Bega got away with it, but I think what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. <laughs> uh. Come on and ride it. Parentheses oh, the train. Yes. Nineteen ninety five. Best name of a song, by the way. <laughs> Come on and ride it. What? We gotta put the parenthetical at the end of this, guys, because people keep asking us what it is. The song peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot One Hundred Singles chart, ranked the number one song of nineteen ninety six Village Voice magazine. Village Voice, huh? It was mm-hmm. like this is the best. You remember the train dance though? Oh yeah. It was just switching back and forth between elbow pointing essentially that's a, <laughs> what we're talking about here uh i remember that yeah but we would do it my main uh this is weird whenever i tell rachel about this but i roller skated a lot as a kid yeah i went to the roller skating rink like a couple times a month maybe a few times a month like i was always there it was very close to my house and i was decent at it which you wouldn't know if you watched the Mabim Bam tv show <laughs> where i'm pretty sure all of us ate shit over and over and over again but uh we would do this song and we'd all try to skate in a line while trying to do that arm pump yeah. uh in rhythm and uh oh boy that's a sight to see <laughs> um there's also um you know mc hammer's dance which i didn't realize was called the typewriter but it makes sense what? when you think about it yeah i've only heard it as like the hammer dance the hammer dance no yeah, yeah it's called the typewriter hmm. Uh, and then we get to more recent ones. Um, now, I was not familiar with the cha-cha slide. The first, oh, yeah. The first time I heard it at a, at a wedding and everybody stood up and started doing it, <laughs> I was just looking around like, what is happening? That was Cupid Shuffle for me. I feel yeah. like, it, And that's, I feel like, how you know, like, when you have passed the point of cultural relevance. Yeah. Because, like, everybody has learned a dance that you've never even, you've never even heard of. Can I tell you something sad about the Cupid Shuffle? Yeah. So in 2007, that's when the Cupid Shuffle came right. out. The artist was named Cupid. Okay. In 2012, Cupid chose his own song for an audition to the third season of The Voice. Oh. And got up and performed it. And the four judges, you know, rejected him. And then CeeLo Green recognized him and said, oh, you're Cupid. This is your song. Can you sing another song that proves that you can actually sing? <laughs> so he was, I guess, trying to like make a stab at another career, I guess, huh. by performing his own song. I mean, he's good at he, he's good at singing Cupid Shuffle. I know it's just a weird choice. It's a strange choice, but and and it didn't pan out for him. It sounds like yeah. But you got to take those big swings sometimes, and I appreciate Cupid for that. Uh, what was the dance we did at uh, Justin Bristol's wedding? That was like the uh, oh, the cotton, line dance, cotton, cotton, cotton something road, cotton, Copperhead Road, Copperhead Road is what it was. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you dip into that subgenre. I don't dip into the line dance, but country, culture. country. I mean, that's no. fucking. No, I stick mostly with hip hop here. Boot scootin' boogie. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> so uh, the song that I sent Griffin is the uh the song by webster and young b came out in 2009 called chicken noodle soup chicken noodle soup i was not familiar with this and i watched the video like maybe two or three times today just kind of fascinated by it it's a great fu- i think it's a there's fucking kind of two great components song. right yes. there's like the rain down and then the clear it out yeah and then 
then it's chicken, the primarily chicken noodle soup. Yeah. yeah, with the soda. With it, yeah, with the soda on the side. Yeah, it's a <laughs> badass song. I, I, just, I, I was glad to have this song back in my life because that came out. Shit, that came out like uh, I guess the year I graduated college, mm-hmm. uh, and I remembered. I, I remembered hearing it from those days where you know the party days, the fun party yeah. days, chicken noodle soup with soda. Yeah, man. Yeah. See, two thousand nine, I was like already in Austin. Yeah. You know, just like totally oblivious to cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Um. And then, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention things like uh, the Dougie. Uh-huh. Gangnam Style. Yeah. Uh, Soldier Boy. Mm. Actually, crank that parentheses Soldier Boy. Stanky Leg. Crank that Soldier Boy also occupies a space of... And I think Cupid Shuffle, I guess, I've just learned is also in this category <laughs> of... I've named this the dance after myself as well. <laughs> um... The Wobble, which I enjoy. Oh, The Wobble's great. Uh, Walk It Out. Lean Back. They became sort of easier to grok (laughs) as time went on. Uh, The Whip and the Nene. Yes. Which were right introduced at at the same time in that... In the song that goes, watch me whip, now watch me nay nay. Yeah, right. Yeah, they both appeared in that one. It wasn't like Pokemon Red and Blue, where it was like, listen to this song to hear about the whip. (laughs) I didn't know. Sometimes when you hear, that's what's kind of magical about these songs. Yeah. Is because you hear them, and when they're like, you know, do the stanky leg, you're like, was this a thing before the song, and now I'm just hearing about it through the song? Oh, well, there's a good (laughs) mnemonic device that I use to remember that, and it's uh, it goes... No. <laughs> it came out with the song. They invented it with the song. It wasn't like, like somebody was like, you know what dance I like so much that I'm going to write a song about it? The Stanky Leg. Remember, we do that at our, we used to do it at our church box socials. And then we haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to write a song about the Stanky Leg we used to do. It's just, it's kind of amazing. And maybe it's because I came up in this time period of like, you know, the the butterfly and the Tootsie Roll. Like these dances where all of a sudden I was very aware of music culture and I wondered like, is this, has this dance always existed and I'm just hearing yeah. about it now? I, I love these songs. I've, I've had a very good time talking about them. And I also like, I aged out of it so quickly, but there is a part of, of your heart when you are a very awkward young man who yeah. is not very good at dancing and you're at a wedding that yeah. you know some of your older friends or parents' friends or whatever are getting married and then the fucking cha-cha slide comes on and you're like, I know how to interface with this. <laughs> I know how to interface responsibly with this song in a way that is acceptable and I can get up there and have this dancing simulation. Uh, it's so funny because you you and I when we were putting together our wedding playlist were really particular and we were very explicit of like we don't want you know the chicken dance or whatever at our wedding yeah but if the electric slide had come on electric slide slaps okay electric slide is the best of us yes yeah uh but yeah I and then I like immediately got like you know bratty and eye rolly about it like oh the cha-cha slide but the cha-cha slide was there for me when I needed it it I just wasn't there (laughs) for the cha-cha slide when I got married um can I tell you about my second thing yes decks talking about decks these are the outdoor rooms without walls that have wood floors that you stand on what else? Oh, I thought you were talking about skateboard decks. <laughs> I can talk about decks if you want me to. I can talk about decks and trucks and all yeah. the all the components. Actually, I can't. Axles, I think, are a part of it. It's um, uh, also what you call the TV show Dexter. Uh, yeah, and you know I love that one. Um, <laughs> no, I want to talk about decks. The thing you have, the sort of uh, the the half room, the vestigial sort of yeah, just floor. It's just floor, isn't it? If you think about it, you don't really have too much other uh-huh. places in your house just where it's just like no, no roof usually. Now it's just floor. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? <laughs> um, it is. I mean, it's basically summer here in Austin. Uh, it's been summer, I guess, for like. Uh, about a month now because that's how Texas does it. And I don't know, I just, around this time of year, I just start feeling very grateful for the existence of the the humble deck. I love a deck. I love, uh, I love its specialty usages. I love that you're only usually having a good time out on a deck. You don't go that's out true. on a deck to do anything <laughs> bad. You don't that's go out true. there to do your taxes. You go out there to yeah. 
to party and hang out and enjoy the weather without having to touch the ground with your feet. (laughs) Because that's where the grass and mud and dirt and bugs live. You know what I mean? It's like one big wooden shoe that everybody gets to stand on and protects them from the grass and the bugs. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I like that about dead. And a pie, you know? A pie can be out there. Yeah, sure. A a pie? Oh, I I thought you just sort of added the most adorable, like, little expansion pack to my thing. And sometimes a pie can be there. Thank you. Yeah, sure. No, being a pie. Yeah, sure. Being a pie would be weird, man, because everybody want to eat you. Uh, we have a deck on our house and it was one of the big sort of purchase decisions for me when I saw this deck looking out into the, out into the nature. I was like, Hey, that's pretty good. That's, it seems like it'd be a good deck. And we've done some work on it. Got a stain, got a bench like built into a side of it and got a grill, got some new furniture, got some shades. We've done, okay. We've invested most of our investments in this house. They've all been deck based and and it's all been good because it's so nice to be out there. You can get that vitamin D but still be close to all of your, you close to your toilet and all of your house stuff. It's just a door away. Uh, it's great. And um, I don't really have too much else. It's just like a party platform. I was looking like why it's called a deck. And the answer was so anticlimactic because it's literally just called that because that's what a ship's deck is called. And they're basically serve the same function. Oh. It's the deck of your house ship did you look up the history of decks i did my best here's what i found uh on like uh this old house dot (laughs) dot work uh back in the 70s uh decks were just a very like utilitarian construct uh where it's just like here is a big slab here's a big wooden pallet outside of your house that the grill lives on because you can't do that inside of your house or it will burn down that's kind of like all that we were working with there, it was just this wood like extension where you could do your grilling. Then in the 80s is when uh, architects started to like say like, hey, we could just treat this like any other room. We could I- introduce some architectural complexity into this and expand beyond the 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 uh, what was the word? There was a word of rectilinear form, the rectilinear form of the classic deck and like start getting start getting wild with it. So you start getting some, you know, some different shaped decks. You started to get some, uh, you know, semi octagon decks. So you started to get, you get some... that deck magazine and it's got the centerfold and you fold out. And man, those, those oh, shapes yeah. on those decks. Yeah, those decks go all the way to the ground. <laughs> Uh, and so I guess they started to get more clever. And then today there's all kinds of deck innovations. We can talk about composite materials that the decks can be made Mm -hmm. out of, Mm -hmm. uh, which require less wood because there's, you know, mixed in there with plastic, although that introduces its own sort of, well, uh, but it's more resilient to the, it's more resilient. It's good for us because the bugs aren't going to chew through it and rain is not going to blast it off in terms of it being like an ecologically like a better option. I think you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, but, uh, it's, I mean, it's a good solid deck. We got one and, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's not the norm. I think, what was the status off? 15% of decking material sold in the U.S. today is is composite or synthetic in some way. Uh, so, you know, we're moving into the future. Who knows what these bad boys are going to be made out of <laughs> come 2025, you know? Holograms. I like that you left yourself open a little bit that if you wanted to next week talk about deck furniture, you still could. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have to come to deck furniture now just to get enough sort of uh, meat off of this particular bone um we have invested in a lot of poorly made like terrible deck furniture until very recently mm -hmm. we would go and we would just buy stuff and literally by the end of the summer it would be garbage it would be trash yeah we (laughs) We finally made the decision of like let's actually do something that will last more than one year because we like a deck yeah we like a deck we like being on a deck we like a deck we like a deck and there's some furniture in fact most of the furniture that is on deck you can't put anywhere else You can't put grill inside house as we've established already. You can't really put patio furniture inside house. You can't have big umbrella inside house. But the rug, the rug can go inside. Okay. But it's an outdoor rug, so it's going to be too scratchy on your feet. So nice try. Hammock, you probably don't have one of those in your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff that lives on deck is deck stuff, and that's what makes it its own little foreign country. Uh, the true enemy of decks are mosquitoes, which I hate more than anything in the world. Uh, mosquitoes love our sun 
the most and yeah. uh, turn him into just a big, big lumpy man uh, every time he crosses the threshold of a building. Yeah. Uh, and they bite me up too, and I don't enjoy them, but I still- Would you believe that I also get bit by mosquitoes? Some people get bit more by mosquitoes i get bit more than you do oh you think so i'm taste i'm tastier i have a better i have a i have a better taste to to bugs to to the discerning bug proboscis (laughs) okay uh anyway i don't care i will still go out on deck i will have some sort of device that will scare away the mosquitoes if i can help it but yeah and that speaks to how much i enjoy decks is that i'm willing to put up i'm willing to give of my body to be on them. I'm willing to give of my blood and my humors to the elements <laughs> just to be on decks. Decks are good. Haters back off. <laughs> you think there's a big anti-deck contingent out there? Probably. Probably. There's probably some people like, oh, I wanted him to talk about basements. <laughs> basements are a pretty fucking choice. Basements though. are great. We just don't have them in Texas. We do not. Anyway, uh, you know what we do have is some submissions from our friends at home. Ooh. Uh, Caroline says, it's finally summer here in Minnesota, so I wanted to tell you how much I love summer rainstorms. The best type of summer rainstorm is the one that hits around 4 or 5 p.m. and breaks the heat after a long, hot, and humid day. It's always relaxing to listen to the rain after a long workday, and it always makes our non-air-conditioned house much cooler. Uh, We had one of them. We had one today. I don't know that it broke the humidity. It was still like swampy as the devil's nuts out there. Oh. That was disgusting. It was, Griffin. I expect more from you. Can I try again? Yes. It was Shrek-like out there, and I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. But it did cool off, and I had the good rain smelling sound. Mm-hmm. Can't beat that. Julia says, my small wonder for this week is laundry smell. I just moved, and I am living by myself for the first time. My apartment is above the laundry room, and it always smells like fresh laundry. It's such a safe, comforting smell. That is such a good yes. situation. I brought an air freshener for my car once that was like fresh laundry. Ooh, how was it? A little cloying after a bit? Like all air fresheners in I cars? Mean, it's not the same, you know? No. Yeah. Have you ever but thought I do, about- I do love that. Like, that's the first thing. When I get clothes out of the dryer, I just, like, stick my face oh, right yeah. in there. Henry will, when you do his his laundry and dump it out on the floor, he will just, like, dive into it and start rolling around in it. And I look at him, and I'm like, God, I wish I was that size, that I could just really <laughs> envelop myself in laundry like that. I wish I was just a little two and a half foot tall, little weirdo. God, that'd be nice. Michelle says, something I think is wonderful is starting a new compact of makeup. The surface is smooth. The sponge is unsullied. It's the cosmetic equivalent of a new jar of peanut butter. Oh. oh yes. I mean, my only sort of like attachment to this was, was stage the makeup. peanut butter? Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to that you were gonna like say like oh the peanut but do you eat makeup i forget which one that is uh yeah tell me about your stage makeup griffin i just would get excited when i got a new thing of stage makeup and you know because it's a it's a whole just like just like uh just blocks of possibilities what can i do with my face whatever i want is stage makeup I found so I the one year in high school I decided to do crew on a play and so I assigned myself to do makeup and like nobody wanted anyone else to do their makeup hmm. like every single person was like I'll do my own thanks I did for like the eye components of it because yuck I don't want to touch that stuff oh okay I don't want to touch my eyeballs with a pencil that's are you kidding me that's why I see with. And that's a pen, and that's a that there. That's a pencil. What are you doing? That's also why you never did contacts, right? Yeah, you don't like those to- are my eyes. Yeah. I don't have skin on them all the time. I do with the eyelids. I guess technically is that, but it's just like exposed jelly from myself. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. two little parts mm-hmm. of my brain that you can touch. If I'm not fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, I don't think I will have a pencil in there today. Thank you very much. Are you sure you want to do it? A pencil? That's your eyeball. And a pencil is has to be sharp in order to function. And it's your eyeballs. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I appreciate it. You know, like if that's, do it. You do you. I'm not judging. I just put a pencil in my eyeballs. Not for me, I guess. Yeah. I, you know what it is for me? What? Our theme song, Money Won't Pay, by Bowen and Augustus, who are letting us use it for our show. You can find a link to that in the episode description. What else, though? Oh, I wanted to thank Maximum Fun. 
Okay. Thank you, Maximum Fun, for hosting our show and hosting tons of other great shows. Shows like Friendly Fire and Who Shot Ya and uh, Switchblade Sisters and many more. So many more. At MaximumFun.org. At MaximumFun.org. We have other stuff at McRoy.Family. Got a few tickets still on sale for the Bim Bim Bam and... uh, uh, Taz live shows that we're doing across this great country of ours for our Become the Monster Tour, all the Macro family. Oh, we are going to be opening up for Jordan Jesse Go. Yes, uh, when, this month. Yes, this month they are going to be performing here in Austin, Texas, and Rachel and I are going to. Uh, are we opening or are we just going to be guests on the show? I think we're guests on the show. I think we're guests on the show. Yes. So Rachel and I are going to be guests on the show. But we will be opening up emotionally. My heart will be open. To those in attendance. Mm-hmm. And it'll be really fun. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the exact date of it is, but uh, I believe it's we- June 29th. It's, yes, that sounds right to me. We just tweeted about it from the McRoy uh, family channel. So you can, uh, the Twitter Twitter feed, so you can find details there. So yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. Okay. Hey, y'all. That's a wrap. Cut it out. Till next time. Good night and good ducks. Did I say good ducks? No. That's nothing. That's no, nothing. That's adorable. No, that's nothing. Hey. What if it was like good night and good ducks? And then everybody's like, you mean it's luck? And then Edward Armour like stood up and he was holding two beautiful <laughs> baby ducklings. <laughs> and then he's like, now do you think I'm a communist? I have two very good sweet ducks. And then maybe next week he has bucks and like, you know, the male deer. Yeah. Good night and good bucks. Yeah. What other words rhyme with that? (laughs) I could do this all night. Yeah, man. Me too. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. This is NASA. Uh, I see a flat Earth, but we should lie to everybody about it and say it's round. 10-4. Maximum Fun brings you the latest podcast, an expose on the flat Earth. I want to take advantage of humankind and make them believe a lie so that they will trust us with the government. It's all an elaborate lie. And when you get on a plane, they purposefully fly you farther than you need to go. It's disgusting. It needs to be stopped. And if you listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we will tell you the truth behind the lies. Just kidding. We won't do that. We will just tell you the truth behind the truth because what we do is we look at extraordinary claims. That's right. We've gone undercover with alternative medical treatments, fringe religious groups, fringe science claims, spiritual, paranormal. We're there to check it out and let you know what happens. Is the Queen Mary haunted? I don't know. Find out. We show up. We make friends. We learn what happens when you ask questions and we tell you all about it. And we get all that funky stuff done to us. It's Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org.